and welcome to a summer episode of the State of the Net podcast. I'm Paolo Valdemarin. And I'm Ewan Zippel. And how, how can you tell it's summer, Paolo? I don't know. It was quite warm until a few days ago. It's been pouring and grey here all day today. Yeah, same here. It's yeah. summer, right? It's uh, English summer. Mm. I want my money back. I'm actually heading back to Italy next oh, week. Rub, rub it in, rub it in. Oh, I'm just trying to catch a little bit more summer <laughs> before the end of the year, <laughs> and uh, I have to, I have to quarantine. I have to do a test before I go. I have to quarantine for five days. I have to do a test once I'm there, and then I think I'll have to do the same coming back, even if I don't think I need to quarantine because I'm double jabbed here. But. Uh, what I'm not sure about is that once uh, they have just introduced uh, new rules in Italy and uh, from, I think, the 6th of August, you will only be able to get into indoor restaurants or cafes if you ha if you can show a green pass, mm. which is this uh, little pass that you display on your phone app. But in order to get a green pass, you need to have a proof of vaccination in Italy and Italy is not yet recognizing the proof of vaccination of the NHS mm. so I'm not sure I can get a green pass but I did download the French app <laughs> now the French app which will still give you an EU green pass is integrated with the NHS so, oh, so I it's, have it's, it's an EU wide <coughs> green pass is it well, it's an EU standard, so in right. theory, the you know the verification app should read any EU-generated uh, QR code. So maybe with my French pass, I will be able to get into a restaurant. Otherwise, that would, that would be the ultimate ignominy for you, wouldn't it? Really, having to use a French pass to get into an Italian restaurant, given your no, views about French it, food, you know. Yeah, but it, would it, wouldn't it be a great example of European integration? <laughs> and would, wouldn't it make Brexiteers look even more like idiots? Mm. It's hard to beat. I was just going to say it's hard to imagine that. That's a that's a very good point. Anyway, I'm in in this, uh, and I'm every day there are new rules i mean uh, but uh, to be honest i'm not even sure if they're going because all the rules are valid until the 30th of july and it's the 28th today and no one has an idea what's going to happen <laughs> i was going to say banking on anything these days is pretty wild, yeah it? it's i think that if this whole experience is teaching us anything is that we need to be open and flexible and uh, mm. That's hard. I, I, I'm I'm personally struggling with the fact that our our camper van's been delayed again up until possibly mid October. So I'm going quietly mad. But, you know, at any chance, well, I get well. If there's such a thing as a quota of sunshine in summer that we're sort of entitled to, we may have a late summer. In which case, I'll be fine. Otherwise, I'll just have to head south, even if it means North Africa. You know. But then I probably won't be allowed out, out of the country. <laughs> I know. So you were saying earlier that there's some people are getting upset about the green yeah, card. Yeah, the green pass. Is, uh, green pass. Sorry, yes. Green yeah, card's very different it's, um, 
yeah, there have been people protesting on the streets uh, about the dictatorship of uh, vaccination and uh, the digital it, it's there are a whole bunch of conspiracy theorists uh, mixed with no vaxxers mixed with uh, uh, a strange evolution's yeah. finest yeah. and it's um, I think it's sad because there are good reasons to be concerned about, uh, you know, digital freedom and uh, being uh, tracked. And uh, but this is not it. I mean, this is this is this is a good algorithm. It's not an algorithm at all. Mm. Mm. And it's not about freedom. It's uh, and it's not a dictatorship. And these are not fascists. But uh, well, but we but we're, we're getting the same thing here with the anti-vax thing, and people just kicking back against any form of imposition. And you think, well, it's not, it's not really. It's just common sense and looking out for each other. You know, it's it's a weird distortion of well, certainly what I think is going on. I yeah. have found myself unfriending and unfollowing people that m more than even in the darkest Brexit days. It's just, uh, mm. it just, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't care about having that conversation, to be honest. I, I probably, it's a bit um, unfair, but uh, I don't care. Well, see, I avoid that problem by just not being in Facebook at all in the first place. Or oh, on the other hand, days. you know, there are practical issues. Now, Yesterday we had a meeting at the office. What do we do if somebody doesn't want to get vaccinated? Yeah, or even, um, I have to confess, I've taken the app off my phone because so many people are getting sort of like false, not false, but unnecessarily sensitive alerts um, from, from contact tracing. And you know it's closing down whole offices yeah, yeah. for a sort of for a minimal risk, and I just I was I was so I'm afraid I'm afraid I, mean, I, 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 I thought about the same thing. I was on a, well, you can just turn it off. You don't need to remove it. But um, I was on a, on the tube the other day, and it was quite crowded. And I was looking around, saying, "How many chances there are that uh, somebody on this?" Uh, mm. Uh, it, 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 you know they have it, does, it doesn't doesn't even to be there they might have just been exposed and they might be running the app and yeah, i'm sitting totally. from eating broadway totally. to bond street that's 20 minutes is that enough i started yeah. thinking maybe i should just move to another part of the train so i'm not sitting next to the same person for more than 15 minutes <laughs> you know it should <laughs> Well, so and if you have got it, you'll be spreading it more. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, I might not be. But see, I mean, that's like, again, I'm I'm solving that problem by just not going anywhere. And um, well, that's not true. I was in London for the first time in more than a year and a half, and I drove in. So I mean, my exposure is is minuscule anyway. Um, I mean, I have a little bit. I mean, we are going to the office twice a week, and uh, I I I did go to meet 
some friends in town a, a few times, uh, much mm -hmm. less than before, but I guess that potentially I've been exposed, but I'm double jabbed. I mean, I, we're all, always yeah, wearing me too. masks. And the, and, and the girls are, yeah, the girls are out about with their classes and whatever, and they're both doing flow tests almost every day, every second day. Oh yeah, day, me too. I mean, I, I um, uh, on the, I order an extra box because they, at some point they say they might not give them away for free anymore. So I, I'm, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I think that I'm being relatively cautious, but without, you know, avoiding any content, contact. I actually think that uh, it's not too bad. Even after Freedom Day, at least here, go to the supermarket and most people are still wearing masks. I think that most people are still being quite yeah. cautious about this. Well, a, a lot. I mean, it's interesting because one visit to the supermarket left me feeling like that, that most people were doing it. And then another one let me, left me thinking that nobody was doing it. So um, I think it depends Same on when and where. But, uh, no, difference. Maybe, maybe it's a brand yeah. thing. Maybe it's a demographic oh, I can tell brand you. thing. Marcus Sparks, everybody wearing masks. Well, of course. Waiters, I'm sure, will be the same. Waiters <laughs> wearing full suits. <laughs> well, yes, middle-class people just don't want to catch anything, never mind a virus. But, uh, but yeah, so go, going back to your, the, the, the riots or whatever, the, the demonstrations about the... Pro protesting against digital surveillance state. I mean, you're right. I mean, that is an increasing risk and something that we've often said people should be aware of, but just pick pick your fights. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm concerned about digital surveillance, and but that's not it. I, I, I wonder yeah. if anybody will, any of this will stick around when we have to discuss about, uh, you know, data leaks and about uh, what companies do with the data they collect about us. Um, more than, you know, do you have to show a badge to get into a cafe? And and to be fair, I think that most people are just uh, trying to get vaccinated as quickly as possible. Uh, it's a tiny minority, but it's a, it's a very visible and loud minority, probably partially because, uh, you know, they can find themselves and where they have a very good infrastructure to amplify their message. Well, I was going to say, I mean, that that is the is the challenge these days, isn't it? That minorities can be very vocal, and if you're not careful, you take their views as more general than they in fact are. I mean, we were talking about this the other day there with the girls uh, watching Love Island, and uh, Hannah said something about her generation all being whatever, blah, blah. And I said, well, they're not. It's just the ones that you see that are and really we've got no way of knowing what all of your generation thinks or does and, and isn't that a general issue these days that we we <clears throat> make sweeping assumptions about the population at large because some visible minority group seems more prevalent in the networks that we're in than others do i mean i, I think it's, a, it's becoming it's it's becoming more and more, I mean, this is part of why I pulled back from the, the whole thing, because just trying to discern 
what's worth being concerned about and what's not, and what's noise and what's signal. It's just getting increasingly difficult. But isn't it, isn't it true that uh, at the end all significant influencers in society were part of minorities? It's always a minority that is pushing, pushing society one way or the other. True. But not this minority. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, pick your minorities. Which we do. We we pick minorities that confirm our own biases. Yeah. No. I mean, the, did you read the article about uh, the agency that was trying to hire influencer, online influencers, to peddle fake news about the Pfizer vaccine? Don't, don't. don't. I mean, there must be the scientists must just hold their head in their hands and give up. And it's you know, and it's that. So what goes through somebody's head? Talking of things going through somebody's head, we were on the south coast the other day there and met somebody who pointed out that the local water authority had made a deliberate and recorded, albeit in a kind of closed way, decision to pump raw sewage into the sea and had been doing so for, if not years, certainly months. And actually the chief execs of the water authority were going to be risking sent, being sent to prison. Because in this day and age, in any day and age, what goes through your head when you think, well, let's save a bit of money and just pump raw sewage into the into the sea? And frankly, a lot of media companies and marketing companies do exactly the same thing on the internet. What goes through their head when they think, literally, we'll pump this shit out into the network? Well, they're going to get paid to do it. Ah, well, that's all right then. Everybody's got to make a living. I'm crying silently. It's really weird because I have been on my own for what is it, four or five days now, apart from Albert. <laughs> And it does shift. I mean, I've, I've been cutting back on noise generally for a while and, and getting less agitated about the world as a result. And It's funny because just being as quiet and still for as long as I am at the moment, it just the whole the whole game of the real world takes on an even greater sense of unreality. Um and it's sort of it's hard to take it seriously. Especially when you get lunatic things that you get glimpses of. Yeah, I get it. I mean, the, I I've been doing something different with reality. I bought myself a Oculus Quest 2. I'm getting a spotty forehead. And I, and I got and I go, oh, yeah, I'm not having that problem, uh, but they did offer a silicon cover and uh, I'm just going into virtual reality and then killed Nazis with a oh. rifle. <laughs> How's that going? Very well. It's <laughs> I'm enjoying it very much. Yeah, I can imagine. I used to be a great fan of Doom, uh, which was It's, the same thing, you know. I'm, I have to say that this little device, I'm, I'm quite impressed with the quality of the construction, the performance. It's, uh, it's a nice toy. For 300 pounds, pretty cool. 
I've never experienced any of them, I have to say. So so when you say cool, I mean, how realistic is it? How? Well, I mean, this game that I'm playing is, uh, you know, pretty much as a... The, the the quality of the graphic is probably similar to one of the video games that you might have seen until even probably ten years ago. Right. It's not it's not super realistic, but it's uh, stereoscopic and it's three hundred and sixty degrees. So you basically see. So they can creep that up behind you. Well, you can, you literally when you aim with your rifle, you close one of the eyes and look into the into the um sight. whatever you call it, into the sight. Is uh, if you, you 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 can move you are a sniper, you can just move behind the boulder and then just move out, lean out and shoot and and lean back in. Is uh, the fact that you're move, you're controlling thing with your hands you, it comes with two controllers so you have you, you move things with your hands and you look around yourself and you move your body a little bit to to and that is reflected in the game gives you a completely different type of uh, of reality what is interesting is that our brain start believing this thing very very quickly mm-hmm. even if you watch you can watch recorded videos that are recorded in 360 degrees or in VR, which means that it's not only 360 degrees, but you have, you know, two lenses that simulate the two eyes. And um, I, for example, saw a video shot clearly a few years ago with uh, uh, Obama and Michelle showing around the White House. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've seen many, many videos on the White House, but it's a completely different thing sitting there. And you, you, it's uh, in terms of you can just move your head. You, you can't really move your body because, of course, you can only your head can only be where the camera was. Yeah. But you can look all around. And it's a completely different experience. I mean, you're sitting in the Oval Office and you're looking around the Oval Office and you have Obama in front of you talking to you. And actually, you don't feel very well, very comfortable about the fact that Obama is speaking to you and you're looking around uh, but it's uh, it's a different kind of experience I mean if you ever come back to London I'll let you try it's a pretty cool tool interesting. I mean it, I had sorry no, no I mean I, I had tried uh, when I went to visit Facebook actually um, two years ago I tried the device at the time and it was still connected to a to a PC and it it was realistic but it was it was very primitive but it, it was simulating the movements in a in a very nice way. I was a bit skeptical about this one because you know 300 pounds and it's all self-contained and then a colleague of mine brought one to the office they had a demo I mean his partner had a demo unit and I tr- tried it on and I literally went back home and ordered one hmm. because I just want to I want to explore this idea. I'm sure that, you know, Apple will introduce a much better one next year and will cost four times as much and it will solve a whole bunch of problems that this one is. But still it does give you some very interesting ideas where you can go with it. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Cuz I mean, it, you know, our brains are 
making up the open quote real world anyway. Um, which we, which well, we, I don't know. Uh, which we don't I, really I, I think don't about, if, you know. I don't know if you read that uh, Zuckerberg has been talking about the metaverse in the last few days. Right, no, I haven't. Interesting. I mean, and because because it raises so many interesting philosophical problems, but sort of moral and ethical. I mean, I was sort of feeling slightly disconcerted at you getting so much pleasure out of shooting realistic other human beings and sort of found myself yet again with these types of things thinking, well, does that make Paolo more likely to become a gun-toting psychopath or less likely to become a gun-toting psychopath? What do you reckon? Where are you on that spectrum at the moment, Paolo? I don't think that it it has. I mean, I've never thought that violent, violent games lead to violence. I mean, I think that violent people are are violent anyway. Do you think it lowers um, lowers a threshold? No, I don't feel. Or that you want I mean, to up the realism to the real thing. No, I don't feel like killing anyone. But I've only been playing with this thing for a week, so ask me again on the next episode. And, and what about sex? That's not a personal offer. That was a question. question <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but, you know, the potential for... I mean, you see the ads all the time for what look like increasingly sophisticated well, virtual sex I, environments. Uh, in, a, in a completely hypothetical... Um, description you might go you, you might use the built-in browser to go to websites that contain mm, images of uh, you might naked people right i mean one one, one might try to do that mm -hmm. and some of these websites actually have vr videos mm -hmm. that uh, you know the the description about uh, obama where you it feels like you're in the white house yeah but it's a bit pretty much the same thing, but Obama. <laughs> but he's not got any clothes on. Um and it's again it's different. I mean it's not like it's not the same thing as watching it on a screen. Because uh, you are there and you see a three D person close to you. Um I'm pretty sure that it's a market. It's interesting, isn't it? For because I, you also see adverts for sex toys that go along with these. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's just the idea that evolution could just be cutting out the world's wankers from the system so that we can all get on with our lives. <laughs> They're all in the metaverse. I, I think... <laughs> Safely I think going this blind. Idea, <laughs> I think that this idea of metaverse, that um, it's quite interesting... The, the, and actually, they were there was an interview uh, with Zuckerberg where he was referring to the metaverse and he was mentioning Snow Crash, you know, the, mm -hmm. the book where the term was originally invented. Mm -hmm. And he's imagining, he's basically saying the next revolution after the mobile revolution, the next revolution is going to be the internet will become a place where you go and you will be able to being this place with uh, devices and that uh, with you know immersive devices but even with mobile devices or even with with ar with places where you will just 
add a layer to reality mm -hmm. and you will be able to interacting interact with people in these spaces but you will literally be in a room and having spent the last week playing with this thing and uh, you know you the the fine the equivalent of the finder is a room and you have <laughs> objects in the room that you can manipulate and you can you know fire up screens i i downloaded an app that actually you could connect to your mac and creates virtual screens for your mac that are literally at screens of your mac so you can actually see them in the finder you can move them around but you see them in this huge room and you can for the problem is you can't really type on your keyboard because you're wearing this thing you can't see your keyboard i mean th there is a hack but it's not really working very well um it's a it's a different experience i haven't had a chance to try any collaboration app to you know interact mm. with other people but i mean there is this uh, there is this app where you can you know put sticky notes on the wall and uh be with another person in this room how does it feel compared to a zoom call i don't know but mm. it is different mm. it's 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 not just a it, 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 i'm not saying it's better or worse it is different and it's something and that i'm uh, i'm feeling i i ought to experience because in the same way as i get frustrated with even at the very basic level people putting their hands up and saying i don't do technology you know we need people like legislators and govern governments, whatever, to be across this stuff. Because I, I can imagine it, it will take, you know, when, once it gets to a certain level, it will take off very quickly. But th that's exactly why I spend these 300 pounds. It's yeah. like, I, I'm not I'm not saying that there is any use in this, but I want to be able to experience it. How does it feel to be there so that I can imagine you know what the future is going to look like but this is a type of thing that you know i can describe it to you but you have to experience and once you experience it it's it is interesting is it mind-blowing probably not um, but it's an, it is an interesting experience imagining how this would be with you know much better resolution with lighter devices with better integration in other things yeah. um it, it's much easier to imagine how a future might look like if you have experienced this than if you if you haven't. Um, so yeah, why don't we record the next episode live? And uh, you <laughs> I'll tell you why because I don't have three hundred quid to spend, <laughs> to spend on an. No, so so you can come here and play with mine. That was what I was suggesting. Or I can come over to you, yeah, bring it do. with me, so you can you can try it. Or we could go. We could go for a walk with you wearing it and me not. <laughs> yeah, and falling in the first hole. <laughs> That's right. But just, oh gosh, I mean, just going back to the thing about the influencers being bought and the abilities for manipulation and you know that old, which I never bought truism about a picture being worth a thousand words. Now I was used to say, well, it's yeah, but they're, they're the wrong thousand words. Um, this again opens up both op op optimistic and pessimistic scenarios, doesn't it? I mean, when you've got the ability to manipulate the physical environment to the extent that these things will, will, will allow you to. It's going to get very slippery. Yeah, I think that the 
the real challenge here is not technological is uh, human is uh, yeah. how how will uh, how well are we going to build resistance for for this i i was having a call earlier today about a, a company that uh, was pitching our startup studio and uh I can't go in detail what this company was offering, but basically at some point, some of the conversation was, well, if this is a message coming from a company, it will have a bias. And, and my argument is saying, yeah, but everybody knows that the message is coming from the company, so you will ju be just factoring the bias in. Yeah. Is uh, in the same way as uh, we have learned that the messages coming from advertising are not necessarily true because they are coming from a company. Of course, they say that their product is good. But on the other hand, and and you know, and and in the same way, I thinking, okay, if I hear a message from a influencer, I know that the that influencer probably has a relationship with that organization, and that you know, I I'm waiting what he's saying based on my experience. And uh, I'm happy with that. I mean, I don't have any problem. You know, there is a whole bunch of people that talk about technology or talk about cars or history or stuff that you can find on YouTube. And those, you might consider them influencers and they have relationship with companies. But on the other hand, I think that there is a whole bunch of other people who well, are not able yeah. to do this. To 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 this, they don't they even believe doctors who tell them that vaccines are safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The thing is that the, the the problem is that they can't tell the difference between a doctor telling them that the vaccine is safe and a plumber telling them that it's not safe because they're both influencer at the same of the same time. And that is a problem. So the problem is not let's take the internet away from from plumbers. <laughs> but it's the mm. so normally, as you know, I'm optimistic about humanity's ability to learn and adapt and move towards positive outcomes. But coming who I was talking to the other day, we were talking about people's willingness to be led and disinclination to think for themselves. And I was careful not to say some people are, you know, because I think we're all to varying degrees prone to that. It takes real effort to think. <laughs> um, well, certainly for me. You know, it's, it, it, it is easier to, you know, to take choose the blue pill and yeah. go back to the matrix and yep. not having to worry about what the real world is and uh, and i i didn't really read the whole article i just saw the news passing by today about uh, most people i think in america they interviewed a very large number of of, of people and they say those that are mostly informed through Facebook are the one with less good information about uh, the pandemic. And uh, even worse than those that listen to Fox TV, which is something. Well, but, but who's doing the and survey? It's, uh, and it's, uh, yeah, prob uh, probably some news organization. Some, some lefty uh, news organization. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably. Uh, but... Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, if that's our point of view, then we can't trust anything we read anywhere, right? Because like we can't trust the Facebook to say that they inform people well because it's coming from Facebook, and we can't trust the New York Times saying that people from, from, well, see, I'm, from I'm, Facebook I'm sort of die. Ending, I'm ending up increasingly in that position of not not trusting anything, but certainly not taking anything at face value. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think the ability to manipulate large numbers of people has been dependent on them trusting particular sources. So being sceptical being skeptical is a good position, I think, generally. Oh, not, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah, cynical, but sceptical. Or even a little bit cynical. <laughs> Cynicism has, has never killed anyone. Yeah. When I used to be, when I used to work for an organization that um, uh, was specializing in what uh, we were calling civic media, um, you know, building application to help people being better mm. citizens, yeah. we were calling it cynic media and uh, and saying uh, tool that help everybody to get cynical. Well, it's nice to know that our podcast is doing its bit. Yes, you will be saved. You'll be saved, but cynical. Yeah. And on this little piece of cheery, wisdom, cheery optimism. Thank you for listening. I was going to say we'll see you next time, but we won't see you, Paolo, will you? Well, because your, your head will be stuck in this thing that's giving you spots. I mean, that that'll be it for the rest of your life. Or maybe yours will. Who knows? <laughs> never say never. Bye. Mm.